welcome. My name is the Alpha Female, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker Luke here, 2015 Hall of Famer, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is Pro Wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- fellas, uh, you guys have a great day, and, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's in... the great thing. We've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December, and I get on the phone with damn Canadians, and we're spitting snow. So. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Turnbuckle Talk, Deal or No Deal, episode 351. My name is Chris Best. I've got Chris Parrish and OMD alongside me. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? I am doing very well. I uh, had a steady day at work. Very physical, mind you, but steady. So I can't complain, and now I'm here to relax, shoot the breeze, and talk some wrestling. Yeah, and I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, for a second week having me again. I know I'm taking uh, helping out Carl, but uh, yeah, he will be back yeah. uh next week yeah carl carafel once again away on assignment so he's letting the boys run the asylum as it were <laughs> it's probably just scouting for turnbuckle talk you know <laughs> this is the scouting season yes this is true with the amount of uh free agents that we have uh, for, uh basically in two days when their contracts come up but let's get down to it let's get to our very first story of the day and that is uh, we're going to talk 2K Games uh, looking to close their servers January 3rd for uh, WWE 2K22. This would mark about two years that they've ran the servers for that game. This is normal. Uh, they normally do this. But what do you guys think about them closing the servers every two years for the game? You know what? It's it's good um, just because, you know, you've got 2K23 out now. You're looking at 2K24 is going to be out next fall. So, I mean, it's good. It's done typically with... Really? Okay. With 2K24 comes out around WrestleMania now. (laughs) This is done with typically every annual type game. So whether it's NHL, NFL, UFC, uh, 2K sports games, whatever, you name it. They all close because you have this this game coming out annually. I have not played a two gate two K game since probably two K seventeen, and I couldn't stand the controls, so I just mm-hmm. gave up. Yeah, I mean, obviously you gotta you gotta clean some space for the servers, right? Like, so in in order right. to bring in more traction for not only two K twenty three, also to prepare yourself for two K twenty four. You know, you got to take stuff off. Um, you know, I, I obviously it's 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 good for. Uh, I think it just makes sense. Like eventually, you you got to kind of move on. Um, and uh, let's right. face it; it's not like two K twenty two was like an amazing game. It was amazing compared to two K twenty, but I mean, so it was you know, pong up from that game. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, 
you're not releasing new versions of the game. You're not releasing 2K23 because you want people to keep playing 2K22. No, you're you have 2K23 because you want people to play 2K23, um, and you yeah. want people to get excited for 2K24 when it comes out. So, yeah, eventually you just kind of kind of move on. It doesn't mean that people can stop playing the game. You just you know those downloads, those uploads, all that stuff is going to shut down. So, uh, yeah, you can still yeah. go back and play it, but you know. Get all your downloads and uploads in now before it's too late. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say to anyone who's still playing 2K22. Make sure you have all of your DLC content because once those servers shut, you're not going to get those, that DLC content again. Yeah, because exactly. uh, that happened to me with WWE 13. I decided to go back in and I didn't realize it deleted all my DLC content. Couldn't get any of the wrestlers I downloaded and worked hard and get them to get the money for. But no, this isn't this isn't a bad move per se. But there are games that still keep like their old old servers around. Like Call of Duty still has servers from the first Call of Duty game still running to this day. But right. I guess they're, but they're, not, if you, they're not refreshing every year like two K no. with their games. Right. So I I would be led to believe there's probably a lot more downloadable stuff daily on a two K server for. Mm -hmm their games than call of duty is i'm sure call of duty right. is probably a more successful game and franchise probably yes but, i mean at the end of the day i mean i don't think the fan bases are uploading the same thing with a different color belt or like okay uh oh this because you know said player wore something different on this movie i'm gonna like you know like we see additional right. tires additional things almost a daily almost even every hour hour so it's pretty well, I, uh yeah. pretty substantial with the amount of updates to use an example when they revealed uh the seth rollins world heavyweight title i remember going on 2k23 that night somebody had already made the title yeah. right i mean i remember it being done before the broadcast was even over yeah because you know like wrestling fans have a fun like a weird way of always finding stuff like if you dig in like if you dig hard enough, you'll find out anything in wrestling. There's always somebody willing to leak something out. Um, so yeah. when when the things don't get leaked out, those are really whew, amazingly well done uh, things. But hey, Basser, how you doing? We're talking about 2K. Yeah, how's it going? Uh, closing the servers for 2K22 to kind of open up for uh, the soon-to-be 2K24, but also to get people to uh, upgrade to 2K23. Seeing what people think about it. Yeah. What do you think about it, Bazer? Let us know. I mean, how cathartic for me that they're closing the server on my friggin' birthday, too. Right. I mean, I've it's... already moved on to 2K23, but... Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and Yeah, like Parrish alluded to, it allows for these upgrades for these new games and the new DLC coming. Right. So you've got to you've got to factor all of that in. But and again, like yes, go back and play the games on your console whether you have them downloaded digitally or on a disc. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to get anything new from them. You don't need it. It's again, it's the same thing. It's one of those annual games as we've discussed on the Boar's Nest as well where I take a big issue because there's not a lot of changes, just a little bit of you know, maybe some new characters. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, and new, 
new stars that have signed and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, it's like, do you remember uh, Tron Legacy when they're at that meeting and they're like, oh, what uh, differences does this model make? It's like, oh, this year we put a 12 on the box. <laughs> it's kind of sometimes, it's kind of <laughs> sometimes what you get out of sport games. Right. Yeah. But I, I think that's the difference between WWE games and randoms, like your NHL games. Every year, it seems the NHL games don't really change much. That's why I don't buy them every year. So like no. every three, four years, I see the difference. But WWE games actually do seem to change for me every year. Like Really? Yeah. Because all I play is mainly sports games. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I mm -hmm. do right. that or Grand Theft Auto, Like if I even play video games. Because I like... You know, I'm a, I'm a jock, right? Like, I like to go in and, uh, you know, do the fantasy GMs or do, like, you know, create be a pro kind of a deal. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, like, I think what the one thing wrestling games have over maybe hockey, basketball, sometimes even Madden, is that they listen to their fan base. They listen to that uh, criticism. And there's people like Xavier Woods who they know a lot about the details of a video game and they know what the right. fans are like. They're very connected <clears throat> to the audience when it comes to that uh, genre. Very similar to the guys like Kenny Omega and AEW. Like he is very well connected to that field and that audience. So it's because I think there's just more resources and it's used more, yeah. uh, more properly in wrestling. And I think that's why we see kind of better games. Like more people have more fun, I think playing a wrestling game than they would, Maybe NHL, yeah, for example, there because... there there are gamers it's... out there that I've watched who don't watch wrestling but will play the WWE games every year because mm -hmm. just because right. they're fun, right? <laughs> um, and I mean, like, I'm not a big fan of these annual games. Um, you know, like, yes, you okay, you get the updated rosters, the new players on each team, and like I said, again, whether it's Madden, whether it's NHL. I've never seen a difference in the controls. I've seen a difference in the quality of the way the controls are used, mm -hmm. but not a difference. I Again, it was the same thing with uh, when they switched from um, Ukes and uh, THQ to uh, 2K. Mm -hmm. The controls went to absolute garbage, and it just caused me to lose absolute interest in playing any wrestling games I totally understandable the one, there i think the one thing like and uh omd we like we were even mentioning this uh, yesterday um the one thing i'm like I, I love about wrestling games is the ability to always edit like the things even back when uh you had the n64 and you're playing whether it was like a, the WrestleMania, the No Mercies, or the Revenger stuff, you can go in and like you would have the different attires, and you actually had one where you could change a color pattern to yep. something like that, or maybe you even mm -hmm. can be like, "Ooh, I can I could put a Raven gear on Chris Jericho and see what that looks like," and, and you can do stuff, or I can make Aki Man a different color. Yeah, Aki Man name drop right there, uh, dude. I I, but, went, uh, I went in on Revenge. I went in on, on Revenge and made Surfer Sting. And mm -hmm. then I decided to take his mask, his face paint off and made him Owen Hart because he had Owen Hart's kind of hairstyle at the time. It was, it was awesome to do that. But, <laughs> right. Like you're, 
you're able to do kind of stuff like that. Whereas like in a hockey game, you can't go and edit like the facial hair of a guy necessarily. You can't edit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can't always change those little things that like yeah. kind of do evolve over time. And, but then you also have a chance to, you know, edit, you know, when uh, the universal title went from uh, red to blue yeah, there is somebody uploading that on, on the game, or you can go and create a new title and ma- very much make it yourself if you really wanted to. Whereas if I was to, and I, here's the story, I got so bored during the pandemic that I took my NHL game and I recreated all the teams. And then I'm like, hey, look, I can't even do the Rangers properly because they don't have the, like there is no logo of the Rangers spelled down horizontal. I had, I used the shit right. one and I'm just like, yeah, okay, this is weird. Like, and they don't update their logos up from the past. Funny enough, the Oilers have uh, two jerseys that are exactly the same. It was just one was done in the 2000s and one was a reverse retro. Yeah. And the game still has different font on it. And they're the yeah, exact I, same I noticed jersey. that the other day when I was it, creating a team on NHL 23. And these are another the thing you, you were. That just, yeah, they matter to the fans, and wrestling, wrestling guys do those details, whereas other sports don't. Yeah, yeah. Like for instance, in an NHL game, you can't go in and give Brent Burns a full set of teeth. No, <laughs> that's because in real life, Brent Burns doesn't give himself a full set of teeth. Right, <laughs> that's true. But Bad also, how how many times do people complain about what they look like on a matting game because they didn't do face scans, and we know that's a big thing for. Uh, wwe you actually have people like wrestlers going in and like doing the moves so they look just like it or you have the wrestlers themselves saying i'm going in there because nobody does the move quite like me and i want to make sure the fans get that feel in the game they care about they do care about the authentic look of the game sometimes as omd says it's the controller or it's you know sometimes it's the the gameplay that just needs a little bit of an upgrade yeah, but it always yeah. looks got, amazing. Yeah, we got Mister coming in saying I still bring out WWE 2K13 with Punk on the cover on my 360, and that's honestly the only wrestling game I play on my PS3 when I want to load that up. Is to is WWE 13. You guys remember when that game was like coming out and he was doing that like cult vibe thing when he's behind the podium, and yeah, it really felt like. And he was in shield gear, and this was before the shield actually debuted. Yeah, yeah. it was just weird. like it, it just looks so weird because then all of a sudden you see the shield, and like that game's coming out, those videos are coming out, and you're like, wait, punks in the shield? Like what? Right. <laughs> I'll never forget because I, I I did my universe mode for for WWE 13. I did it with all Attitude Era, set everything up with the Attitude Era, and I'm like, who from the modern era from from that time would fit in the Attitude Era? My first thought was CM Punk, and I put him in. <laughs> right. But like, that's also the cool thing too about wrestling games is you can go and you can design your own set. You can make it feel like okay, what would the Attitude Era look if it was the same, but a little bit more updated in the sense of how it feels in twenty twenty three. Like, yeah, I like the the only little things I do have is like I understand that the SummerSlam eighty eight came from nineteen eighty eight SummerSlam. But do you have to put SummerSlam 88 or like do you have to put in the name of the gear Shawn Michaels 
97. Like, can you just say Shawn Michaels on yeah, the toggle that's... between different gears? Like, they, it just looks weird. Because, like, when he wins the title, yeah, the nameplate, I don't know if you'll look at it, but it says, says WWF 97. And Shawn Michaels 97, right? It, it's like, what? Is there anybody that you know that... in real life that actually says, hi, my name is uh, John Hancock 12? Yeah, right? Like, it's weird. I mean, what is there in 2K23 right now? There's like 10 different John Cena's. You could have a War Games match with just John Cena. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you're <laughs> one third of a Royal Rumble. Of just So John in other Cena. words, you just see 50 moves of doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and one of them is an invisible version of him. So you don't even <laughs> see them. <laughs> right. That yeah. would be the that would be the match to have Bryce Remsburg ref. I would have loved the invisible John Cena from this last one mixed with the two K twenty where you can big head him, and then I want to see big head invisible John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez, but yeah, um, that's also one of my gripes too. Perishes the amount of like different wrestler slots that for the same wrestler who has different attire. Why not just? Do it what they did. They did this with Jake the Snake, I think, in 2K14, where they had actual different attires for him. They did the same thing with Finn Balor, where you could pick Finn Balor and play either as him or as the demon. Yeah. Why can't they do that for all the other wrestlers? <laughs> yeah. And then just like you can call the attire the 97 or whatever. Mm -hmm. but just don't put like it's Shawn Michaels, man. Like, like. <laughs> Why do you do that to Shawn Michaels? Do that to like a Dana Brooke because you can. Nobody's going to play as her. So. She looked in a normal <laughs> 10 years ago and she looks freaking weird now. Yeah. W would you say the same thing like when they put like Kevin Nash and Diesel in the same game? Yeah. Or would that yeah. actually be Why two not? different slots as well? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like Kevin Nash, Diesel, like. Pitch. X-Pac, Six-Pac, 1-2-3 Kid, which I'm just shocked that they don't do, by the way. 1-2-3 Kid, yeah. like, why is that not a thing? He, uh, he's been in, like, every WWE 2K game pretty much since 2K13, so. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, I, that's the only thing I, I, I would like to see. Like, if, because uh, I think it was, what, Dijak when he left Retribution, and that's, like, he did all the scans while still being in the retribution with T-Bar as a tag team. Mm -hmm. And then when the game came yeah. out, he was back to die Jack. And then he's like, um, can we at least update this now? <laughs> right. Like, it should be, you should yeah, be able to do that. Like you have constant downloadable, like add-ons, right? Like just make those uh correction, like the correction stuff. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Cause I mean, when the game, uh, when 2k23 came out, Dewdrop or, Dewdrop wasn't Dewdrop, so she was yeah. Piper Niven. Right. But let's move on, boys. A uh, lot of a lot of gaming topic talk we can do for the WWE games, but we got a plethora of stories to move move through here. Let's move on to our next story, which is uh, TNA inking a deal for a new line of action figures with Powertown Wrestling. Uh, the article here says. Uh, Series 1 to debut this coming summer. TNA Wrestling is returning to the action figure market through a long-term contract using Power, Turn, Power Town Wrestling to produce collectible TNA action figures and accessories. There's a joint announcement today. TNA is spring on all cylinders right now. They're getting 
they're starting to uh, move the needle as far as getting their uh, their merch out again. What do you guys think of all this right now? I am excited for TNA. Um, just all around. I mean, you look at. I mean, yes, you've got this rebranding back to TNA. Now you're going back to the action figures. The they've made multiple signings of current. They're mm-hmm. expected to announce more. Um, especially with that rebranding coming up in a little less than a month. Uh, you, they've just hired a new ring announcer to replace David Penzer. I like David Penzer though. Yep. <laughs> no, they have signed Jade Chung. Yeah, to work was, as the ring announcer. And what I like it looks like it's a like a, it's kind of like a reattempt on the TNA, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it's like obviously they're bringing back the name, uh, they're bringing back what they you know were originally called just total non-stop action. And one of the the nice things is is they're co- kind of going back to the roots with making it fresh again, right? Obviously, right. The action figure was like something everybody wants. It's still a thing that pe- like kids play with it. It's nice for wrestlers to have their own action figure. It's always one of the coolest things. Um, but at the same time, it's a great way to brand the TNA. Okay, like what does TNA? Well, for right now, it's 2.0. But what do we like the TNA that comes out in 2024? You know, what's going to make it stand out from the previous time we did it? What's going to make it better than the Impact Wrestling? You know, um, and, you know, having something like an action figure thing really helps out because now people are going to go to a Walmart, go to whatever store, and they're going to see TNA action figures, and they're going to be understanding to what the TNA brand is. They're going to understand it. You're not going to always see AEW. You're not always going to see WWE. You're going to see TNA. And it's going to be a viable way for people to believe that this is also uh, another option to watch professional wrestling that isn't, uh, you know, right. all elite wrestling or world wrestling entertainment. So it's great. Now, I think, honestly, the next thing is making sure that you, if you have new design championships, you get those toy titles out there as well. Um, and you got you to gotta push that stuff because the next generation of the fans are always those kids. And you got to make sure the kids are wanting that stuff. Yes. Yeah. And if uh, if you're a collector like Carl, who is not with us doing the show tonight, I'm guaranteeing you he's excited. He's going to want to go out and maybe buy a moose action figure if he's a fan of moose or something like that, you know? Yep. To add to his collection. Absolutely. And of course, you add in the Endeavor deal, which I know you gentlemen discussed last week. Um, You look at the Endeavor deal to stream TNA Plus. Right. Um. Yeah, and then you just look at kind of the overall of what they're already doing, and this is before we even see the product, right? Which, you know, we've been told that you're going to expect to see a completely new presentation uh, when TNA comes back. Um, so that's going to feel really cool. You're, you're also going to see it being streamed in more areas. You're going to see more ways to be reminded about that product. Um, so I really like what they're doing. And then we know what the product was. Yes. We know what Impact Wrestling is. We just now yeah. know that this is going to be showcased on a much higher platform, a much bigger, uh, with more people watching. Getting Endeavor to help you with like the advertisement and the business side of things is only going to make more people uh, tune in. And they're doing a really great job 
of getting you excited for it and doing all the right things. And I think anybody who wants to take their wrestling company to that level in 2023, like in this time frame, you look at what TNA is doing because they're not doing it competing with other companies. They're doing it to separate their own product. Yes. And it's really good. And I don't yeah. know if you guys watch Impact at all, um, but the last few weeks as I have tuned in to watch it, it's been hidden gems matches. It's been, mm-hmm. you know, different wrestler appearances for different promotions as opposed to putting out mm-hmm. a weekly product. They have literally scrapped all their current storylines and they are going to look to start fresh with this rebranding on January 13th. Yeah, and I've got to wonder, too, like with them stretching with uh, doing this figures deal. You're muted. Chris has lagged out and is now muted. Yeah. Yeah. uh, No, I was saying, is it possible that they eventually find themselves getting into the video game market at some point? They tried that, um, and the first game was a colossal flop. I had that game. So did I. Um, I I think anything's possible, but you have to make sure that the... the, Before you worry about the supply, you always want to make sure the demand's there, right? Yeah. Um, So worry about, you know... Let, let like give a time and see. Okay, are people watching our show yet? Yeah, do they want more? Um, do they like what they mm-hmm. see? Are we keeping the people sustained? Okay, then what is our demographic? Are we, you know, an older <clears throat> fan base or if it's younger? Mm-hmm. And do, would they want a video game? And then that's yeah. not, like it, it's something I think over time. Yeah, you can definitely look at that potential. Um, I don't think it's even fair now to say, well, they did that before. Uh, it's not right work because it's going to be mm-hmm. a completely different presentation. It's going to be yeah. a completely different go around. So, um, yeah, I mean, but let let it just come naturally. Don't don't yeah. force it. Don't yeah. rush it. Can let it, it happen? Sure. Would I love to see it? Absolutely. Um, because the nice things what you can do is they could add the you know the historic part of their their franchise of like you know what happened in you know the one in the original run through like you can add a six-sided ring you can do that if you really want to it might not be in the current product but then you know you can integrate the the tna one to tna two and then see you know what people yeah yeah i agree with you let this let this rebranding go for a while see how it resonates and go from there yeah and you don't have to just make a standalone game you could partner up with uh uh, the guys who make Fire Pro Wrestling and make uh, and put your TNA roster on the game. They've Fire Pro Wrestling does that for New Japan already. They do it for All Japan as well, which we're going to get into to- uh, a topic with uh, regarding those two promotions later on in the show. Yes. So you could dip your toe in the ocean, in the lake, as it were, with yes, uh, just doing a partnership and letting your roster be used on a game like Fire Pro Wrestling, you know? Yeah. But all in all, I'm glad that I'm happy to see that TNA is taking this these strides to expand their market, as it were. Absolutely. 
Well, and that's just it. I think right now they've, they've realized, okay, uh, at one point, yeah, when we started the Impact Wrestling, we pro- they probably saw a dip, right, when they went down. And then, and then it started getting mm-hmm. better and better and better. Um, and they started seeing an increase of people watching their uh, their pay-per-views, watching their weekly shows. Um, they were starting to really find uh, their identity again. Um, and what's really nice is they decided to capitalize on that identity and not keep your uh, not run the risk of uh, going stale and plateauing at that point. What you're mm-hmm. able to do then now is, you know create another exciting time and bring back something you know people want with TNA and now the next thing is known okay how do we take TNA to the next level right away yes. and how do we make yeah. TNA feel different this go around yes. okay and we, I'm we excited probably- I'm excited because Anthem Sports has done a phenomenal job if you look okay. at the run of ownerships that TNA and Impact have had Starting with Jeff and Jerry Jarrett to then bringing in Dixie Carter and having Panda Energy finance it to then whoever it was to Anthem. And now, of course, you've got Scott Demore, who's the head overall behind the company. I like how you skipped over them bringing in Hogan and Bischoff to help out, too. Yeah, well, Well, those were just those were just names they weren't actual ownership they were names and they were they were there for their drawing power i think anytime Uh, you bring in eric bischoff you know there's more behind the stage going on Um, i was just gonna say he was brought in for a lot of behind the scenes stuff (laughs) yeah Yeah. um Um, eric bischoff is man i would have loved to see if uh if he was able to keep WCW live, if he was able to, you know, get that company before Vince did what, you know, what this landscape would be, but no, it's like, yeah. they go and get that deal with uh T or not TKO, but endeavor. Right. Um, a really big move, a really good power play move for them to kind of, you know, amplify how you watch the product. And now you have something um, like the action figures, which, okay. Now you're, you're giving your fan base, uh, a reason to bring the product home in a different way and like an action figure to a child like man it's so much fun i remember playing with action figures when i was a kid and mm-hmm. one of the coolest things i would do is i would if i had an idea for move when i uh, started training for wrestling i would use my action figures a lot um and then if like okay if yeah. my action figures can do it maybe i can do it um and then i you know you you go and you tried in, in camp or to training and it was just always a great little tool there because i was a big i need to see it before i do it or like you can tell me something but i still need to picture it in my head and the action figure did that i remember back when i was a kid i would have pay-per-views i would do that and now you're seeing people doing that ironically enough on the video games right um so uh yeah it's almost like the video game is the next step to an action figure and it's just they really go hand in hand yeah yeah um yeah no like this uh again this excites me i kind of also want to see like yeah we got the new deal for action figures but now i kind of want to see tna shirts being sold in walmart and stuff like that i kind of i kind of want to see that as the as one of the next steps they take absolutely it'd be cool to go to a walmart and you know there's like all this wrestling stuff and it becomes like the coolest thing in in the world again yeah like i would love it 
have a full-on wrestling section in the toys. So you've got your WWE, your AEW, your TNA, your yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember working at Zellers in my teens, and they had a section just for the WWF Attitude Era shirts. Yep. <laughs> I remember going to Zellers and buying JR's barbecue sauce. I should preface this by saying for our American viewers, Zellers was our Canadian Walmart, essentially. Um, Zellers was kind of like, I'm trying to think, like, what was there? It's kind of like, it was like our Target before. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like the Canadian version of Target because Target just yeah. doesn't really work out in Canada. But Zellers was kind of like, yeah. you know, our uh, yeah. We had Zellers, we had Kmart. Now you guys in in the America in the Americas know it as the Big K. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but let's uh, let's keep this uh, train rolling, boys. Let's uh, let's move on to one, Randall Keith Orton. So apparently he has rejected a uh the idea of a new theme song uh that was supposed to de debut on the December 8th episode of uh Smackdown clearly that wasn't the case he did come out two voices um and the thought is that he rejected it because voices is obviously what he's known for so when you hear that uh I hear voices in my head there's the pop for Randy Orton what do you yep. guys think about uh, this? Uh, this uh, um, in this having read the article, movie. in having read this article, it was actually just an updated version of yeah, voices. So it, was, mm -hmm. it was the Rev Theory yeah. uh, updated version that came out shortly before his return. Uh, but I mean, that, that's something you always have to like ask the talent if you if you ask me because the talent understands his mm -hmm. the relationship that he or she has with the audience. And one of the, those things is understanding, okay, if I were to change, even if it's my gear, are you still going to like me? Because remember when Dolph Ziggler dyed his hair brown and people were just really weird, weirded out by that? And then that <laughs> yeah. lasted for like, what, a week or two? And then he went back to blonde and then everything was normal again? Yeah. I mean, how many times do fans absolutely go AWOL because somebody changes their name? Or how often, yeah. you know, did people get like really weirded out when Shayna Baszler changed her theme song, Oscar changed her theme song, uh, Ricochet changed his theme song, or they added little things like a like an actual sound of a ricochet to it? Um, this really speaks to the audience wrestler relationship here, and Randy Orton knows what his relationship is with his audience, and he knows they like what he is right now. They don't want yeah. to see a massive change like a theme song, even if it's the same song redone. It's just sometimes you just you just don't. Um, yeah. And I'll I'll give you a perfect example. I still like Christian's waterproof blonde uh, version of his WWE theme song better than the one that he last used. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just close your eyes. Yeah. Like it's it's the same song. It's just done by yep. two different artists. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, you know, it's well. I mean, you take her and have one that you like better. I mean, Rhea Ripley, she went from having New Year Ashley Scott and New Year's yeah. Day doing her song to having her cousin and Motionless in White <laughs> doing her theme. Nobody's yeah, and 
sorry, uh, OMD, go ahead. But uh, I think the change to motionless in white was actually deserved and suited it better than the New Year's Day mm -hmm. version. Well, I think like too, like almost everyone in, uh, if I, I believe everyone in the Judgment Day got updated theme songs around the same time, so it didn't feel as like as much, right? Like it's right. like, well, they all did it, so it was probably a, a conscience effort for everyone, which I thought was awesome. Um, yeah, but but I mean, I like to me, there's a difference from when you get like. Remember when the forcible entry came out and you had like actual like bands do yep. like that was one of the few times where it's like oh like drowning pools doing the game or you get like uh so and so doing your theme um and it's like okay like that's kind of cool um I remember uh saliva singing out uh, Jericho to King of My World for the first ever Elimination Chamber at Survivor Series right and it was like yeah. all right like it was cool for like a one-time moment thing. Right. But at the same time, like, you know what, you know, for an everyday thing, go back to like what, you know, you, you liked. And he was always somebody that updated his theme song. And I guarantee people like the original version better than any other one. But yeah, it's just a wrestler knows what yeah. fits I think and what the doesn't only, yeah. better than I think anybody the, else. Yeah. I think the only themes that stuck with wrestlers, from the forcible entry was Kane doing a uh, uh, Kane and slow chemical with finger 11 and uh, the hell with that. I'm going to mention his name, Chris Benoit with our lady peace and whatever. Hey, our lady peace is Cody Rhodes's favorite band. So it, it's, we, we yep. can just go there if you want, um, but yeah, but yeah but I mean, Kane after a while did uh, just keep the background music and cut the vocals. Yeah. Well, he had that originally too, right? When, when he yeah. first debuted. And I will always say the very first time we saw Kane was the best version of Kane. Absolutely. I will, I will mm -hmm. stay there. Like to me, I wanted to see that in horror movies. I wanted to see that like compete against Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees. Um, and then I wanted to see the theme, you know, like though though it, it was a different top level type of like character. But with Randy Orton, like it's you i i've listened to the remastered uh the re like the new version there's yeah. something about it that doesn't vibe with me i'm very much a fan of what he had i was very open to hearing it i don't hate the song by any means but there yeah. are just things that about that old one was that it's just great you get the extra yeah. riff on the guitar you got every aspect that just made it that quote unquote banger yeah, I'm not saying this new one isn't good, but I don't think it's better. And why change something that's not better? Like, right? If, if it ain't have broke, an don't A, fix it. yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna like take a test and get an A, and then take it again and get a B and be like, yeah, I'm taking the B. No, I'm gonna keep that freaking A. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, so. I won't lie. When I listen to the original uh, voices. I just get this Randy Orton vibe easily just walking through the grocery store as I'm listening to this song. Like I want to, I want to do his arm thing and everything, you know? Right. But I've had, we, I've had the opportunity to see Rev Theory live. Unfortunately, I didn't get to mark out because they didn't play voices, but that was the same thing with me. And when I went to finger 11, I wanted them to play slow chemical, but right. 
I saw her lady piece and they played whatever. And it was like one of the few times they did. So uh, yeah. they have gone out and said they will never play that song again. Right. Um, yeah. Which sucks because it was a great song. Um, but yeah, no, like there's there's aspects like like I said, like the guitar riff that they just uh, let go in the original uh, version. It it just connects with Randy Orton. You know, he slithers like a snake, like the Viper, right? And just like mannerisms Randy Orton is known to have, it feels like that song just is a better representation of who he yeah. is. And if there was really a soundtrack in one song to the character Randy Orton, it, it's the theme song voices of what he does use. So yeah. uh, if it fits you like a glove, why, why even think about an outfit change yeah yeah and we've 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 talked about wrestlers who have managed to successfully change their theme songs there's one wrestler that we didn't mention and that's edge and he's kept the constant though of keeping you think you know me in his theme song so that we know it's him coming to the ring and we can pump we can mark out you know yep well i think in the in the aw it says you think you know him Yes, I think yeah. it does change a little bit, um, but that it's also a different thing with Edge, right? Because he actually has, uh, he like he had a working thing with the uh, working out with the band, so the band uh, worked through him, which he then brings yeah. it. Um, so, so it's a little bit of a different circumstance, but it is kind of nice to see that because I would have loved to see Raven when he came to WWF from WCW keep the original song that he had right like some yeah, of those right. instrumentals like okay even better example uh when sting came to the wwf did anybody really like that uh that theme right off the bat or were you no. like kind of like i wanted that when he battled hogan uh yeah kind of one. and like i don't hate it but i just didn't feel sting um it wasn't mm -hmm. until they actually had the like the guitar part of that song where I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I don't hate this. But by the time that got there, he's already in the ring. You don't always hear it. Um, whereas, you know, when I know Sting, I know Sting. Like, imagine if Undertaker went to WCW and they gave him different music. Just look at Bret Hart when he went to WCW. How different did that feel? Because he didn't have that uh, oh. iconic hitman music. Yep. Like That just... uh just every time I watch an old WCW from around the time Brett was there and I hear that theme song, I'm like, okay, who's coming out? Because I, for the life of me, will never remember Brett's theme in WCW. Right. Right. Which is crazy because it's Brett the Hitman Hart. But, mm -hmm. I mean, at the same point, isn't it not ironic that his whole run in WCW was just, I want to say forgettable, but just not nearly what it was in WWE simply starts by just him I mean, coming out and he did he have that, that fantastic promo in Al Dandy so yeah <laughs> well yet he, he had great matches don't get me wrong but it all yeah. starts that when your music hits and you walk out of that entrance that's where you hook your audience right from the get go yeah. Um, yeah the most important part about a connection to the audience is that entrance and you need the right move you need the right walk you need the right details on that but more importantly you need the right music so uh in randy orton's case he has the right music and that's that mm -hmm. added thing if it ain't broken yeah. don't fix it yeah and you know what i'm on the side with randy i mean i i do like the remix version 
but it's not mm-hmm. Randy Orton. That's, yeah, that's it, just the bottom line to that. And it's not like he's uh, telling another band saying, eh, I don't like it. He's telling the mm-hmm. same band, I just like what you already did. It's like yeah. he's still using yeah. theory. He's still using voices. He's just not using uh, yeah. a different version. He's using the original. And how many times do we always say when it came to movies, you never beat the original? Right? Yeah. And I will never forget this, too. I remember, I just remembered something that popped in my head here. Um, everybody, Wade Barrett, when he changed his theme song, everybody went on Twitter and got on his Twitter and said, Why did you change your theme song? Your new theme sucks. Wade Barrett clapped back and said, I hated that theme song. I wanted right? something new. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this isn't the first time Randy Orton's been vocal about his theme song because remember there was a time where like he didn't even like burn in my light. Um, yeah, he said it was just better than what he had before uh, in when he was on his own. Um, yeah, obviously, you know when you have evolutions and you have Motorhead, like it's going to be awesome. But then all of a sudden he came out to the fire burns, which CM Punk famously used when he came uh, in the WWE and. He just used that once and yep. it just didn't fit him. And no, then they didn't. And then they went to, vo- and then they found voices, got that done. And you know, you're off to the races at that point. Yep. Um, and there's something to be told about someone who doesn't change their theme songs a long time. Could you imagine Booker T coming out to anything other than what he's used? Right. And that was the old Harlem Heat music. Yeah. Yeah. C- can you imagine the under? take her coming out to anything else can you imagine stone cold steve austin coming out to something that doesn't have a glass shattering at the beginning no I, like, i'm glad you said glass shattering because he did change up his theme song when he turned oh, heel I in know. 2001 so yeah. oh he had a few different versions he even had disturbed do uh do his theme that he used for a bit which yes yeah was great sometimes sometimes it does work but sometimes it, it doesn't and it's always you know, you always have to listen to um, your uh, your superstar. You always have to listen to your talent because, you know, they feel it. You know, that they, they either get amped or they either get, you know, they get that emotional bug right away when they hear it before they yeah. step out. And if right. they're not giving you authentic feeling, the fans are going to know and they're going to know something's different. And usually yeah. it's always going to be that theme song. Yeah. I mean, even on the independent circuit, I've maybe changed my my theme song two, three times tops because the fans in the crowd knew my theme song. They knew when I was coming to the ring. Yep. See, it was a shame because my last match, I was using one of my favorite songs from Shinedown, and it's called Sin with a Grin. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the promoter decided to run with his gimmick, which I had rejected because he wanted me to become this creative pro. You know, oh, when I get my experience points, no, I wasn't doing that. Yeah, so I had to bolt to the ring to avoid that introduction, <laughs> and I never got a chance to use the one song that I've always wanted to use, which is now uh, what have you done from within temptation? And, and that's just it. Like when you, when you know, some fits, like it just fits. And you know, it, it's re- like, it's like anything else. 
you right. know right away if it's good. Yeah. And when you get that, yes, I got it. Then, you know, obviously you always wonder, okay, is there a way to, you know, make make what I have better? Or is this really the best that I have it? Like, am I here because this is the best I have it? And I'm in that, like this, what I have right now was that upgrade I always needed. Like it, right. yeah. it's hard because you always want to be ahead of the curve. You always want to be kind of in front. You never want to be left behind, but sometimes, sometimes being in front means you don't always have to change it up. Like sometimes you like being, Sometimes it's better to make no change and keep what you have than making a change and risking losing what you already have. Yeah. Right. But uh, let's uh, let's keep this ball rolling, folks. Uh, this is fantastic discussion tonight on every topic we've had here. Let's move on to... Um, one of the biggest stories coming out in the past 24 hours and today... Ray, Do Ray and Dominic Mysterio and Charlotte Flair have all signed contract extensions. We don't know what the details for the Charlotte uh, contra uh, contract extension is, but from what I'm seeing from various reports, it's a fairly substantial contract. Ray and Dom have signed on for a further five years. Uh, what do you guys make of Ray and Dom? Like it was to me, it was pretty obvious that Dom was going to sign. I mean, why would you let go of a guy who's one of the hottest heels right now? Well, I mean, we we sort of broke this last night on the, the Raw Watch Along about Dom's deal. Uh, I saw the news today about Ray, although they didn't give give any details on Ray's new deal. He same deal as Dom. Five really? Years. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, and I think like too, like there might be, they might be the same in length, but they could be they could alter in the sense of, you know, what they detail. Like Ray Mysterio could have signed for the company for five years, but after year three or whatever, or whenever he wants, it could turn into a Legends deal or something like that. Um, right. Who knows? Because I think right now you think there's no way he can wrestle for five more years. But five years ago, did you think he can actually wrestle for five more years? Because he didn't. No, we didn't. Rey Mysterio is, um, it's like his career has the curse of Benjamin Button because it just somehow always seems to like get better. And because he just seems to move better, it's weird. There's no business yeah. for a guy his age, guy his size, with a guy who has that many knee surgeries and whatnot to still move the way he does. The guy <laughs> is an absolute just you have to think this guy was a generational talent back when he started and nobody knew it, but like it just goes to further my personal opinion that this guy, Ray Mysterio truly belongs on, on the Mount Rushmore. Nobody is a better high flyer than him. Nobody was a better luchador than him. Nobody was a better mm -hmm. mask wrestler than him. Uh, if you want to doubt me, try, uh, go to, go and find out how much he makes on his masks. Yeah, I don't think anybody yeah. makes that much money on his masks. He's in the yeah, million can, dollars plus range. I, uh, I can vouch for that. Going to the house show in 2005, the top seller that I saw, every kid buying Rey Mysterio masks. Yep. Yeah. And and then you look at somebody like Dominic Mysterio, who we talked about last night on the watch long, arguably could be your MVP for 2023. Nobody yeah. wrestled more matches in 2023 in WWE than Dominic Mysterio. 
That's a workhorse, people. That's somebody that yeah. is, you know, put to the test. You look at when he first started with the company to where he is now, amazing growth. Absolutely oh. phenomenal. On top of yeah. that, nothing but respect from his peers and the people within the company. And he gets his just doing other companies as well. Um, so it's just absolutely great. He's young. He's still fresh. He's still There's still so much to do with him. Locking him up for a five-year deal is just like, I just, I cannot wait to see what he is going to look like in five years. Right. Yeah. And then, then you have Charlotte, who, an iconic piece of the women's division for WWE. Obviously, it's the, it's a daughter to Ric Flair, right? Like, you yeah. know, you have somebody, something special. Um, and the only thing that I was reading that we know, it is a multi-year deal. How long? Don't know yet. And supposedly that there has been uh, the addition that she is now going to shows on a tour bus. And that is something covered through the contract. That is something that, you know, I read so far. I, I've seen it on a few different sources. Don't know if that's mm. like for sure. Right. But I'm leaning to the line of like, okay, there's that added perk because I, if you're yes. on the road a lot, you don't want to spend all this money on cars that you may not get like the car you want. You might, try to go for an SUV and you get a, you know, a Ford focus, but uh, trust me, the leg room is not a huge difference. Um, no, I've um, heard this. Yeah. Sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. It, it's I, just taking care of your body. And this is something that becomes more the norm now for uh, veteran wrestlers. Yes. It's I've heard it's up to a five-year deal as well <laughs> in the multi-million dollar range. Now, how much again, but I have, again, as you just brought up the tour bus, is a perk that they do give for their top talent. So, I mean, you look at a Seth and Becky, they have their tour bus. I'm sure Roman and the Usos have their tour bus. Yeah. John Cena got all his tickets. His the the Usos, I can bus. actually vouch, probably don't. Uh, and that is solely based on the night after the Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> where Which I we went were to the about. hotel and uh, I may have seen them at a bar. And they were getting onto a flight to go to a rental. Um, I still think there are people. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's something changed since then. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how these people right. get to a show. I'm not. I don't have a GPS on their on their phone. Right. I'm not tracking them. But at the same time, I don't. I don't. Hey, if you can, if you can keep your health, maintain your health, and like keep it going and entertain me for even longer then I applaud you and I applaud you for taking that seriously because it's a grueling schedule. It's a grueling job. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if people don't want to respect what they do, understand these people respect of what they do so much to the point that they are now investing in their bodies, just like any other athlete yeah. where guys like Russell Wilson put like North of a million dollars into his own body every year, just to maintain uh, the ability to like, work at a high level um, right right so it's it's no shock that people like charlotte uh are smart enough to you know understand i i, I need this yeah i saw love it especially and, like you're yeah. saying becky and like they have a child that they bring everywhere too yeah and they get to be together family time that is yeah. such yeah. a that is such a mind relaxing thing just to make sure that you don't have any bs from home that you can't do or can't solve because right. your home right. is essentially now always with you. Um, and, and then, this, I mean, and, and look at, say, 
And who's to say, like with Charlotte with this multi-year deal, that I want to bunk off uh, what you had said, Parrish, about Rey Mysterio. It could be like in say it's a ten-year deal she signed, four or five years down the road, she can take the rest of those those five or six years, turn that into a legends deal, or maybe take mm-hmm. on some kind of backstage role and still keep that contract. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you'd look at this now, and they're starting to get some of these big names signed because you've got all of these free agents coming up early in the new year with guys like Seamus, Drew McIntyre. Now Seamus could have time injury time added. Yeah. Um, but Seamus, Drew McIntyre, um oh, Becky and Seth uh, supposedly have contracts coming out around the June time. Although yes. Be- Becky has come out and flat out already said uh that's something that Fightful even reported that uh, she's aware, like, obviously, pe- like, people are aware of this, the contract stuff and whatnot, but she says she's always wanted to be in WWE. That's what made her want to do this in the first place. Yeah. It's given a lot to her. And she even said, This is where I'm going to retire. Um, yeah. So, I, it, it's those kind of situations where I just like, I find it so just baffling to hear that, like, oh, uh, this person's looking at AEW. It's like, well, no, like, like loyal, like people have loyalty. Um, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's the same people that says, uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman is, uh, never going to leave AEW because he's, you know, here it's like, well, no, he's in a different boat, right? Because he has an ability to, you know, con like max out on a contract. So he's in a completely different situation. I, right. You know, he's even come out and said that he hasn't resigned, um, yet, but, Again, because of his ability to kind of sway the truth and make you believe is he actually saying the truth or not, we never know. Right. Um, but what we do know is that when people do want to stay where they are, they don't. They just don't say anything. They just they're, they're just honest. And WWE's they know where they stand right now. They know they're doing very well, and they know they're in this position because of the work that these people did. And they know yeah. that it's people like Charlotte. They know it's like what people from Ray um, and Dom and then Becky and Seth, they're going to re-sign these people. I believe Becky and Seth are going to re-sign well before WrestleMania. And I do think the same thing with Drew McIntyre. Um, it's just people have to realize this is the top spot to be right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not, it's not like uh I'm going to want to be a wrestler and I want to go to a bingo hall in Las Vegas. No, like you want to go to the top spot. You want an AW, you, but you want WWE. Like those are the top spots. Right. There is. And people want WrestleMania paydays. If you've, if you've gotten one WrestleMania payday and you've seen what the top guy gets and you're telling me you're not inspired to get that one day, you're right. lying people. Right. Yeah. Give me a, that, give me a it, main event WrestleMania payday yeah. any day of the week. And let's face it too, there are guys in the AEW who I feel like at the moment their contracts come up, they're going to jump ship back to WWE because they still have WWE loyalty. And it's the same thing the other way around. There's people that are so loyal to AEW and I can look at it like a Darby Allen for one and there's going to be people like that. They're not going to go anywhere. They're going to fight with AEW to the end. And I love that. I respect it because it's back to the old days with WCW and WWF where Undertaker wouldn't leave. He's that loyal. Sting wouldn't leave. He was that loyal. I admire people like that because it's so easy to get just 
influenced by money, by fake promises, especially in wrestling where you just, nothing's ever guaranteed. Uh, unless oh, yeah. you're Kevin Nash and you get money guaranteed. I mean, that guy's a, or, that guy's a or Scott Hall. <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's be honest. I'm pretty sure it was more Kevin Nash than anybody getting those guarantees. Yeah. Uh, you meet Kevin Nash once and you're like, yeah, this guy's just smart, man. Like, like this guy got it. And oh yeah, he was, he had the balls to bet on himself a lot, like way before a lot of other guys did and, yep. uh, kudos to him. But I mean, it was just, why do you think he jumped ship from WCW to the WWE? Because he knew that Vince knew how to book big men. Yep. Well, and it was Sean actually got in Vince's ear and said, look, I, I know this guy. I see this guy, Vinny Vegas over there. Yeah. They're not doing but, anything with them. Can we bring him in? But like you, you look at kind of, you look at Ray Mysterio, you look at Charlie Flair, you look at Dominic Mysterio, you look at what they built um, just on their own accord, like the names or legacy that they've built right now. Um, Becky Lynch went out and said that she is proud to see where this women division has evolved to. And you can't mm -hmm. help but think the same thing about Charlotte Flair. Um, yeah, you can be critical about what she is. I know I've been critical about her, but the one thing that is for mm -hmm. sure is that she is an absolute cornerstone to the women's division in WWE. Yeah. She yeah. is a, a superstar among superstars, one that even trumps some of the guys. That is yeah. somebody that you just can't afford to lose. Whether or not she is going to be the workhorse for the company for the next 10 years or not doesn't matter. But how many girls are inspired to be like her when they see her on the screen because she represents strength, independence, and the ability to be better and almost more famous mm -hmm. than the guys just by her presence. She is gigantic right. for the wwe and she knows that she is that way largely because of the platform wwe gives and then the amount of people she can touch and inspire is no better than that platform in wwe on top of that if she wants to transform to hollywood or do something else there is your golden ticket because nobody is better at it than wwe right now yeah and absolutely you at, yeah you look at guys and like that's Ray why Mysterio, i think Go Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's why I think like with Charlotte, like when she retires, having her backstage and helping continue the evolution of the women and helping to build that next big woman star would be so beneficial for her to do that, would be so beneficial for the, the rookies that we see coming in for the women. She's just, you don't, don't want to lose her, you know? And, and And let's look at this one. Charlotte is what around 35, 36 years old, right? Yes. Yeah. Around that frame. She might even be like you're younger, like 30. I, I don't know her exact age. But the one thing I know that she is probably wanting in her life at some point is to start a family. And she has talked she, about that. Yeah. Yes. And the one thing that she has probably seen Oscar do, she's she goes on a record saying how inspirational Oscar is as a parent and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, that's why you always see Oscar and Charlotte together because I, Charlotte, I think probably respects Oscar to an umph degree on yeah. that. But then you look and you see Alexa bliss, Becky Lynch, 
all these uh, Chelsea Green, um, all these women that were able to get the green light to just, hey, I'm pregnant, go, go and yep. do this. Even Lacey Evans, she admit, she says this on the Chris Van Vliet thing. She legitimately got the green light from Vince to not wait for a push, but go have your child. They are not stopping you from having a, 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 a family and doing stuff like that. Mm. And I just think nowadays with Triple H, who is so family-oriented to the point where Randy Orton bats from him on impulsive, or you're seeing this week uh, that he's given to his uh, – his employees before Christmas, like this is a place that people want to be at because if she does want to go to that part of her life, she's completely comfortable doing it with WWE yeah. because she feels yeah. she's at home and she's going to be treated pr like, like properly. There's no worries. And let me tell you something. You want to worry about the unknown of raising a child. You don't want the unknown of like the, the other situations. You right. just want to keep that unknown as close as possible you don't you don't want to worry about can i pay my house and take care of a kid you just want to worry about hey how do i take care of this little brat you don't want to worry about a mortgage payment you don't want to worry about all that stuff yeah. no totally i i totally see where you're coming from or there with there on parish but i'm wondering i'm wondering if uh, let's say charlotte does leave to go have a family we've got andrade and aew i wonder how that's going to work once the kid is actually in the world with us i mean we've got becky and seth who travel together with their child but we got yep. wrestlers in two different companies who are trying to well, have like, a child you know well like you said uh there could be people that once their contracts are done in one place they could want to move over yeah yep. um, and andrade is one of those guys in my opinion and there's there's something that just takes me to the point of like if charlotte and andrade were to have a child Call me crazy, but I have a feeling Charlotte's going to say, I'm not going to leave this baby alongside on Friday and my dad unsupervised. She's going to go out and, and assume that's probably not the right, right. thing to do. <laughs> yeah, she's she's more than likely going to travel with the child, maybe have Andrade backstage at SmackDowns every yeah. once in a while when he's not doing an AEW show. Yeah. Oh, only imagine Grant... Grandpa Rick, they. <laughs> All you ladies, come get a look at my grandson. It's like no first class flights for uh, for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 focus, I, I don't think I want to leave a child with Rick either. So, <laughs> time to focus and yeah, let's get to the main crux of our story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that would be um, tonight's uh, main story of dealing with New Japan. Our show, as we have it here, Deal or No Deal, we've discussed many different deals that have happened on the show tonight. Uh, but let's move right into our main event story here. New Japan Pro Wrestling joins forces with United Japan Pro Wrestling. Um I think I lost the uh, story. Uh, what they did here, they they joined with. Uh... Okay, OMD, I'm going to let you run with it then. <laughs> okay, um, so they have joined. They have joined a group called United Japan Pro Wrestling. I've got more details on it here now from the article that I sent you. 
Um, and it mm-hmm. says New Japan Pro announced its partnership with the newly founded United Japan Pro Wrestling Industry Group. It's a recently formed group that has nine constituent Japan-based promotions. And it was born out of necessity for the need of consolidated operation procedures during the pandemic, um, as well as a more centralized management system and ease of communication with their national government. Um, As well, it is to further the presence of pro wrestling and its cultural merit in Japanese society at large. We know that Japan tends to offer a lot more interpromotional um, events than we see here in North America. Right. Um, so, um, allow professional wrestling to contribute further to cultural and sporting sectors and work towards the continued health and prosperity of the industry. Um, they will be doing a joint event with all nine companies being represented on May 6th at the Nippon Budokan. And the nine promotions involved, New Japan Pro, All Japan Pro, Pro Wrestling Noah, DDT Pro, Ganbear Pro, Big Japan Pro, Dragon Gate, World Wonder Ring, Stardom, and Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yeah, so the the thing about this deal that kind of surprises me is how all these companies are getting together based on how most of these companies were formed. <laughs> I mean, New Japan was formed because of controversy within All Japan. I'm I'm kind of interested and intrigued to see how these relationships go because as New Japan and All Japan were the two like it was WWF and WCW over there but with right. them, right? Yeah. And, and what this screams to me, and simply because in, in a very smaller, locally more form, like you, you see the championship here, it's a, it is the Canadian National Wrestling Alliance, where we all know what the National Wrestling Alliance is, but basically what that was, was a collection of multiple Canadian companies coming together to form under one banner to help right. strengthen uh the market of Canadian independent wrestling. And I can't help but think that that's kind of the similar goal here was to come together to ultimately enhance Japanese wrestling and not only make it better for the locals who go to and go to each show and don't Mm. want to see the whole, well, you can only see this talent here, that talent there, but also just kind of merge and give them the best product possible, but also to help, staple japan as one of those that best wrestling markets in the world like if done right this really can change the game and especially if you were to think if wwe was even looking to somehow come to japan you can't help but think that people in japan don't want wwe to overtake their land, like area right absolutely so and it not just WWE, but anybody. Like you do not want somebody coming on into your soil and owning it. You want to right. be proud. You want to take that up, and you want to fight for it, and you want to show the world that that your soil is the best by doing it your way. And I can't help but think that this is done just to make Japanese wrestling better. And we all know 
how good Japanese wrestling is because we're hardcore wrestling fans. Yes. But not everybody's a hardcore wrestling fan. In fact, some people still don't know that there's wrestling in Japan um, or they don't know how to get it sometimes. And then they get confused or there might be people that know there's wrestling in Japan, but like don't know where to go because they see all these different companies and they yes, don't know right. which one they're like it's, to go and check out. It's, it's almost like Japan did it, like because you, like I said, you'd see a lot of interpromotional, like you would see DDT and mm-hmm. New Japan or Noah and DDT, Noah, and so they almost did it on a territory type of system. Now you're merging all of those territories into one conglomerate. It's almost like, I mean, let's look at, I want to compare it to the TNA Plus inking the Endeavor deal. Look at AEW buying up Ring of Honor and AEW working with New Japan to create Forbidden Door. It's going to open up all of those extra working partnerships for all of these promotions. Yeah, I was thinking, like, you just mentioned uh, Forbidden Door. I'm just thinking in my head now, with this forbid- with the next Forbidden Door coming up, we may not just see just New Japan guys there. We could see all Japan guys there. We could see Pro Wrestling Noah guys on that card now. Right. So now this just makes me even more excited because it feels like wrestling as a whole, to a certain degree, is being unified. Yes. Absolutely. Well, and and what's amazing about this, and like, I'm not going to pee around the bush. AEW mm-hmm. does a great job of integrating Japanese uh, wrestlers into their product. And right. even so does uh, Impact TNA. And what's one of the greatest things is they're a great way to go and learn who these people are um, because they're bringing them to you. But now yes, right. this is this is now a challenge to the wrestling fan that it's now your chance. Here is where you go. This is what you want to follow because if you want to follow more about Japanese wrestling and you're hesitant, you didn't know, whatever the case may be, this is now what you want to follow because you're going to get introduced to a lot of different wrestlers, a very different style of professional wrestling. Yes. A very different Mm -hmm. style to watch professional wrestling. Simply because you're you're gonna get a different type of fan base. It's not gonna be the ruckus yeah. crowd that you'll find in Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or Chicago, Illinois, or anywhere in Canada. Yeah, I challenge right. people to find a bad wrestling crowd in Canada. Um, but you're gonna Summer you're gonna see a, Toronto. <laughs> I wasn't gonna throw Toronto under the bus. All right. I, I do that enough when we talk about sports. I, but... Hey, hey I, I threw myself under the bus because I was a part of that crowd. <laughs> hey, not a bad city, just a bad. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but but what you're also going to see is you're going to you're just going to get more education about wrestling because mm-hmm. they do it a different way. You're going to see a lot of similarities. You're going to see a lot of differences, but you're going to get a cultural shock when it comes to watching professional wrestling. And that is just a good thing. It is always good to expand. It's always good to uh, try something different um, and see if you actually like it or not. Um, but it's going to also be great because you never know who you're going to see. You never know if you're going to see somebody that maybe you heard of tw- 10 years ago 
but now they found a home in Japan and now you get to see them again and yeah. you become a bigger fan. Like whatever the case may be, it's always good to go out and try something different. And if, if you're not a Japanese wrestling fan and always wanted to, this is something you want to do. If you always wanted to get more and not have to worry about following nine different promotions, well, I just made it easier for you. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's only it's only beneficial for the wrestling market to see smaller companies or companies in general just come together to work together to make yeah. a better product. But also, it's just nice to see it happen in a country, in Japan, understanding that they can do better, seeing that collective agreement that we can be better and we should be doing better. And now they're proven that they are putting the money where their mouth was. Yeah. And I like how you went back and you said, uh, like, uh, for these new fans going back and watch, uh, going into New Japan or any Japanese wrestling show and discovering these, uh, rediscovering these older wrestlers and wondering what happened to them. That actually happened to me when I tuned into a, a New Japan show. I can't remember which one. And seeing Masahiro Chono on the show. And I'm like, I forgot about how good he was, you know, and right? I just found myself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit back and enjoy this because I miss watching Masahiro Chono matches in WCW. Right. It was like, I mean, I'm going to go back a couple of years ago when ring of honor in new Japan did the super card of honor at MSG. And all of a sudden Taka Michinoku comes to ringside <laughs> after saying he was never returning to the U S. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that, that's just, it's always cool because, like, there's always going to be somebody that you remember watching. You might not even remember the name, you just remember watching this person. But then all of a sudden they fell off. Don't yep. know why. A lot of those guys, I'm not going to lie, were Japanese in my, in, in my experience. I have not watched a lot of Taka Michinoku stuff outside of the WWF. Right. And a lot of it is I don't really watch a lot of Japanese wrestling. It's right. not because I don't like it. It's legitimately, I don't know where to start sometimes. Um, right. And then over time, there's constants. There's New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm -hmm. So you watch, you watch every January when they have their big show. Um, yeah. But outside of that, it's really hard. I have a friend out, uh, Kyle Sebastian, he did a couple stints with pro wrestling Noah. I always like talking to him about it, um, just because it's it's always a different thing. You always hear a different experience with people when they go to Japan, um, right? And it it's always positive. People always want to go there. In fact, Mercedes Monet, when she left WWE, one of the places she wanted to go to was Japan, and there's a reason why people want to go there because there's really good quality of wrestling and there's a really good quality of a product it's just how do we get it and now yes. this is just yeah. a better way to understand where you got to go and get it and yep i really hope this works because nothing is more of a shame if it doesn't work i know because i've experienced the cnwa not working out and i believed what it could do just like i believe what this could do and i really hope it works yes absolutely yeah. Yeah, um, again, good on all these Japanese promotions for uniting under one brand. 
and getting together and doing these shows. It makes me more excited. I know the January 4th show for uh, for New Japan is probably already set in stone as it is right now, but it makes me excited for the 2025 January 4th show. Yes. See what they yes. can do for that. Well, that's why and I the think G1 climax as well. I think this is why they've delayed doing this massive show at the Budokan until May. You're going to mm-hmm. let New Japan get through Wrestle Kingdom and finish up their stuff. You're yeah, going to let yeah. Noah do what they have to do. DDT do what they have to do. Stardom do what they have to do. And this show at the Budokan in May, that roughly falls in line with when the G1 Climax starts, just saying. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, that could be the kickoff for it all. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the one thing I pers- I'm very curious with is... What does this really uh, do for the International Grand Prix? Um, if people are, I'm going to let people go and check that out because this may confuse some ideas. But at the same time, I hope this is something that maybe they can help, like, strengthen, make mm-hmm. it bigger than what it was, because yes. it is pretty. It, it's pretty cool uh, of what they did there. But I want to see if this has any. If there's any changes, you know, any impact, really, any yeah. impacts. So it, it's going to be interesting because each company did have their own ideas that, you know, they it worked. Everybody always has good ideas. Um, and, and, and that's so, why some of these companies, that's why some of these companies, like New Japan forming out of All Japan, that's why some of these companies formed was because giant baba who ran all japan had a whole different idea but i can't remember who i think it was antonio noki left and formed new japan because he didn't like what giant baba was doing mm-hmm. yeah and it, it's and i think you know and that's what's always cool about the wrestling fan like i don't i don't know if like you guys would have a similar thought process but like as just a human being right like you can live your experiences and think okay this is what i know and mm-hmm. it's the same as a wrestling fan. You can just, whatever you see on TV, that's what you know. But you don't right. realize that there's it, it, there's different forms of that same no elsewhere. And there's different uh, versions of it. There's different ways of uh, consuming what you know in other places of the world. So you have to go and experience it, whether it's through you know, travel, whether it's through uh, the internet, what, what, whatever it is, but you only grow as like, you can only grow as a better person by understanding other cultures and understanding everyone. Just like a wrestling fan, you can appreciate wrestling even better when you can go and expand your mindset to, you know, uh, Lucha Libre or Japanese wrestling and yeah, the, the Ireland scene, the English scene and all that stuff. So uh, this is just it's, really good for wrestling fans if they really care about being more educated and enjoying yeah. uh, new ways. It's all about that going out and getting your seasoning. And maybe through this formation, this is another way for the Japanese wrestlers to get their seasoning. So they could Absolutely. be like, okay, you did this in New Japan. We're going to send you to all Japan and see what you do there. You know? <laughs> But on that note, guys, I think it's time we hand out our socials. So I do too. Um, I agree with you, but I do want to give. I was going to say I do want to give two shouts out. One, congratulations to Bubba Ray and Devon on their induction into the twenty three hundred Arena Hall of Fame. Much deserved, by the way. 
Yes, and another Hall of Fame induction to go along with the most decorated tag team of all time. And a happy birthday. Keep doing those interviews up there in, as Chris Best likes to refer to it, the Heaven Wrestling Federation. Happy birthday, Mean Gene. I was watching a bunch of Mean Gene stuff today. No wonder my YouTube was flooded with it. <laughs> but no, that's, uh, yeah, happy uh, heavenly birthday to you, Mean Gene, one of the greatest interviewers ever. <laughs> In my opinion, still, still blows my uh, mind that I once did shots with him. Like it was just <laughs> phenomenal. That guy knows how, I bet he, he knew how him. to. He knew how to own a room. It depends, yeah. though. Like he liked his hard alcohol. I like my beer. So yeah, I don't know if he. I don't know if he could do beer like me, but I know I definitely didn't do shots <laughs> like him. But I did hang with him. So yeah. All right, so let's get those socials out there, starting with you, OMD. All right, well, the people can find me on the Book of Faces at Daniel Harisic, H-R-Y-C-Y-K, on Snapchat at One Man Dynamic, capitals on O-M and D, on Twitch at OMD17, and on Discord at OMD6370. Visually, if you want to see this face, catch me every Monday night with these two gentlemen on the Raw Watch Long. Every other Tuesday here on Turnbuckle Talk with our regular host, Carl Carafel and Chris Best. Occasionally, we'll have the full four of us. And on Thursdays at 8 o'clock on the Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. As Any idea what you... Top corner, by the way. Yeah. Any yes, idea sir. on uh, what you guys are doing for uh, the Boar's Nest this week? This uh, Thursday, I believe we are going to be finishing Gears of War 4. Fantastic. And now for the one and only Chris Parrish. Yeah, if you want to, if you want my socials, they're right there. Catch them all you can. Uh, but no, uh, if you want to uh, book my face, you can do so on uh, on the Facebook at Chris Parrish. Uh, but if you want if you want to Twitch out, do so at twitch.tv slash the Chris Parrish. If you want, if you want to tip my talk, you can do so at Chris Parrish. But if you just want to get throw the X up, I'm okay with that. You can do it at Chris Parrish. But if you want to challenge how I dress and check me online, well, my Instagram and my threads are at Chris.Parrish. And then if you want to tube my you or however the kids say it, if they even say it at all, go to Chris Parrish uh, on there as well. And uh, yeah, if you want to also see uh, what I have coming up, make sure you're checking out uh, my all those, uh, the Twitch, the Facebook, the YouTube, this Sunday at 12.15 Eastern, where I have a recorded conversation with the Irishman, who is a local entertain, uh, professional wrestler from the city of Edmonton. Uh, his uh, son, the son of Irish, is uh, making a lot of waves locally, doing a lot of great things here, uh, but I've wrote a lot of... Uh, a lot of roads with him. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to take a nice little uh, ride through memory lane. Talk to you about the IPA and what that almost used to be. Um, so mm -hmm. you can do that um, this Sunday, as alluded by uh, OMD, every Monday at about 8 p.m. Eastern, the Monday Night Raw. Watch long where we are now known as the Raw Patrol, as we are solving the case of the three-hour mystery that is Monday Night Raw every Monday night. And then sometimes I will just appear on Turnbuckle Talk like I've done the last couple weeks. But uh, 
if people wanted uh if they missed your run-ins on the monday night Raw watch along they're coming back people they're coming back and uh yeah they are yeah. and by chance if you're out of energy like i am saying this make sure you go to rogueenergy.com and you're using that promo code parish p-e-r-i-s-h because you can get 10 percent off so if you want to save some money and get fueled back up rogue energy is the way to go rogue energy thank you for that follow on the x today i appreciate it so uh promo code parish 10 percent off all right. I think I'm going to need some of that rogue energy for what I've got with my socials. And boom, right here, you can follow me at youtube.com at ChrisDamage83, Twitch TV, CBRS underscore entertainment, threads.net at films 83 Facebook.com, Chris.best83, TikTok.com. It's easy for me to say, CBRS.entertainment. You can also, since he's not here, but I'm going to shell his uh, socials anyways. Shell? Look for Caro Carafel at his link. Yeah. Look for Caro Carafel at his link tree. Link tree. Uh, link tree slash Caro Carafel. Uh, if you want to get any one of our fine merchandise, you can go to carocarafel.redbubble.com. You can buy a bunch of shirts, a bunch of mugs, anything with our our shows on it. Turn, be a turnbuckle talk, the raw watch along. Um, maybe Parrish, you might have something coming up for that. I don't know, but let's Stay hope tuned. so. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Um, also, you want to uh, support uh, one of our sponsors, that being one Al Snow, go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code JK podcast for 10% off any one of your, uh, the fantastic shirts and clothing apparel that they've got there. And also folks, we are international so you can find us at realwrestling.net which is news and views by real wrestling fans and on that note i'm chris best this is chris barish that's omd leaving for the locker room have yourself a wonderful evening <laughs>